Right. I should have a PowerPoint. Let's see if it appears. Is it there? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We need to talk. All right, I want you to think for a minute. Is this a good or a bad message to receive? Okay? So we're going to do a little hands up. Hands up if you think this is good. Hands up if you think this is bad. Hands up if you're too scared to put your hand up. <laughs> right, well done. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm guessing from that, as I saw no hands, that uh, the, the first bit, okay, I did see some hands after that, that you're a bit like me. Uh, you assume that this, this is bad. Maybe that's kind of leftover from childhood and you've got like red marks at the bottom of your page that said, see me, or, um, you know, you need to go and report to the teacher. And never once did I think, hey, that's really nice. My teacher wants to see me. I'm going to go and have a chat. It's going to be brilliant. It's a bit tricky, isn't it? I know when someone says to me, we need to talk, I immediately start thinking the worst. Um, I used to live with the most lovely housemate in the world. She'd never say anything bad to me. But occasionally she would say, Louise, we need to talk. And immediately, I would start flipping through my mind, thinking, okay, I didn't wash up, and I'm not very good, and I don't do the housework very much. I start straight away thinking about what I'd done wrong. It's sometimes a little bit like that when God sends us messages for us. Uh, We can feel a little bit nervous about what's coming. I don't know if you felt a bit nervous coming tonight, like, what's coming? What are they going to say? What's it going to be like? Who am I going to see? And we can't believe sometimes that the message is actually going to be good. At the first Christmas, um, God sent his messages to uh, lots of different people, and he used his angels. And the message, it says in the Bible, was good news, not bad news. Good news. But predictably, their first reaction was, all: oh, it must be bad news. Mary and Zachariah um, and many others and the shepherds received angelic kind of heavenly post or heavenly host. Um, and they assumed it was bad. In fact, this is what they said. Um, It says, Mary was greatly troubled, the shepherds were terrified, and the priests were gripped with fear. It's bad enough, isn't it, when you're getting a, a message maybe from your boss or your teacher or your parent or your partner. But imagine from God, standing before Mary, Zachariah the priest, and the shepherds was an angel. And um, one of the boys in our Sunday school, he was asked to be an angel. (laughs) Ta-da! And you might think, oh, my life, what did he say, you know? That's a bit weird. He might have said, oh, you know, that's just for girls, or something like that. But he actually said, yes, yes, can I be the angel that gets to kill everyone? (laughs) And it's funny, isn't it? But... um, you know, he might not have a bad point, because um, my uh, English class, I teach English as a foreign language, they said to me the other day, you know, angels are a bit like fairies. And I sort of thought, mm, not really, I need to get into this. Here's an image I found on the internet, I don't know, how, you know, another interpretation of angels. Mm. You know, the angels in the Bible are a bit more 
meaty, a bit more robust, a bit more manly. In fact, they're part of the army of the Lord. So if you've got one of these in front of you, your natural response is not going to be, oh, that's nice and pretty. (laughs) You know, God knows you completely. And when he sends you a message, you ought to listen. You know, he knows about your achievements and the good stuff. He knows that you took your mother shopping last week, even though it drives you mental. He knows you did it. But he also knows everything. He knows uh, the stuff that maybe you don't want anyone to know, the stuff that you don't like to remember about yourself. And our natural response is maybe fear. So what's God's message? Well, when I first met my husband, um, I met him and I thought quite a nice guy, but I didn't really feel that way romantically about him, okay, don't feel too bad for him. Um, So I told him, you know, friendship is it, that's all you're going to ever get out of this. And a year later, I changed my mind. So I told him, we need to talk. (laughs) Now he tells me, you know, he just thought, his heart dropped, he thought, oh, here comes another message, I don't want anything, I just want to be friends. And at that point, he could have said, you know, it's okay, I understand, you know, you don't need to talk about it, it's fine. But instead, he chose to meet me, and actually the news that I had for him was actually good news. And God's message to us is the same, it is good news, even though sometimes we might be a bit bit uncomfortable to hear it. When Mary was visited by the angel, the first thing the angel said was, do not be afraid, Mary. You found favour with God. To the priest, Zechariah, said, do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayers. And to the shepherds, the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. And to each of these people... God's message was not, now, come on, let's talk about all you've done wrong. But actually, it was don't fear. Don't fear. Unlike Santa, who's a bit creepy, which is kind of, you know, um, let's talk, you know, you better watch out, you better not cry, you better be good or else. God's message is don't fear. It's good news. Um, A friend of mine got this. Where is it? In her inbox. You won't be able to read it, but I'll read it to you. It says, um, greetings from George Daniels. I am George Daniels, a banker, a credit system programmer, HSBC Bank. I saw your email address while browsing through the bank DTC screen in my office yesterday, so I decided to use this very chance to know you. I believe we should use every opportunity to know each other better. However, I'm contacting you for obvious reason, which you will understand. I am sending this mail just to know if this email address is okay. Reply me back so that I will send more details to you. I have a very important thing to discuss with you. I look forward to receiving your response. gdaniels32 at aol.com. Have a pleasant day. George Daniels. Good old George. What a nice man he is. You know, he's taking time out of his busy job as the credit system programmer to contact my friends. <laughs> in our daily lives, we receive an immense amount of junk mail. And even like me, when you put on your letterbox, no junk mail, you still get it. People don't seem to think that theirs is junk mail. 
And we can feel a bit hounded and manipulated. We're a bit suspicious, aren't we? Um, it gets a bit ingrained in us. You know, when we read something like six months free, we think, really? Is it really free? Or 70% off? Um, you didn't just overprice that, did you? Or the body you always dreamed of in six weeks? What, I'm going to be six foot five, not six foot three? <laughs> there was an experiment conducted in London uh, some years ago, and there were flyers handed out to passing by. And it said on the flyer that you could claim your free five pounds. All you had to do was take the flyer back to the person. And on that day, only a handful of people brought their flyer back. Most people assumed that even though it sounds good, looks good, it couldn't really be true. It was, as they say, too good to be true. Imagine if the shepherds who were visited by the angels said, yeah, you know, sounds good, but um, it's probably just a scam, isn't it? I think we'll just stay here. For, all of, for us, God's message can often seem too good to be true. It's just a marketing ploy. It's just somebody else trying to get us to do something or believe something or get something out of us. It must be a trick. We assume that we know what it's about. And we assume that really, it's bad news. We might have been to church as a child, or might have been to lots of carol services, discussed it with partners, parents, friends. We might be really comfortable with the conclusion we met, we reached. But in the same way as the people who missed out on the five pound note, or my husband, had he not met me, would have missed out on me. (laughs) We might miss something good. To the shepherds, the angel's message was, I bring good news um, that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah. And the angels sang these words, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. The message was a birth announcement. It was singing about peace. Someone had been born who was bringing joy, not just to the parents or eager grandparents, but to the whole world. And this baby brought something that actually no other babies brought, I know from experience. He brought to the parents and everyone peace. And as we look around, we see little evidence of that peace. We see war still raging. We see fights spilling out onto our streets from clubs on Friday, Saturday night. You've only got to go down and see. We see domestic violence, figures raising, and we see people taking their own life. In the world and amongst friends and in families and even within ourselves, there's this deep need for what was promised, which is peace. So does that mean that this was too good to be true? Was it a lie? The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. Shalom. And these are some of the words that it can be translated as. Completeness, contentment, and friendship. Completeness, contentment, and friendship. It's primarily to do with relationship. Relationship with God. When Jesus was born, God amongst us, when Jesus came, 
He came to bring peace to those who would accept him. You see, human beings were created to have friendship with God. When human beings know God and have a relationship with him, they find this completeness, this contentment. They find shalom. An absence of that which gives us completeness and contentment. We fill our lives with stuff and experiences, which are great. They're good. God has given us amazing things. And we are to enjoy them and live life to the full and do and explore and adventure and have friendships and families and find so much joy in them. But without God, we never find that complete satisfaction. We're never quite content. At Christmas, we open ourselves up to the possibility of God again. Jesus waits, gentle as a baby. You can't get much more unscary than that. And with good news, he offers shalom. He says, I want to come into your life. All your life, not just religious holidays or Sundays or emergencies, but every part. And millions of people have done just that and know the peace and favour that God's angels sang of that day. So don't be afraid. God says, I bring good news. If you'd like to know more about getting to know Jesus, maybe working out a bit more about what it's all about, about that peace, about that shalom, about the good news, there's a course that I'll be running in January, the end of January. It starts the last Sunday of January, and it just lasts seven weeks. And here's a short advert for it, so you can see. If you'd like to come along, there's um, some leaflets about it just in the foyer, and I'll be out there afterwards.